Welcome to BeautyCast Network's Mastering Beauty, a podcast for beauty, barbering, and wellness professionals looking for successful, sustainable, and satisfying careers. Tune in every Sunday to hear conversations with brilliant professionals from across the industry offering their best advice on a variety of topics. I'm Gordon Miller, CEO of BeautyCast Network and your podcast host. And today, I am most pleased to welcome a dear friend, an old friend, should I say? <laughs> we can take that many ways. <laughs> the most brilliant, Sam Via. Gordon. How are you, my friend? Great to be back with you. It's so great always to be back with you. And I love we're kind of in the Zoom thing now because even though we're not together, I still get to see you. And, and, and that makes me smile. Yes, me indeed. And I can't recall the last time I saw you. I don't know, but we had a great conversation as we always do. Yeah, yeah. I think it was at one of the big shows. But so we, we had a little prep time here. And it, my favorite topic, and I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased to see that you're very engaged around it also, is artificial intelligence. And it, just a moment ago, I skipped what I normally do, which is to give you the, the introduction that you so well deserve. And I, I have to say to the audience, we're not going to talk about artificial intelligence, but I am going to say that I asked artificial intelligence to help me with <laughs> putting together a bio. And I'm going to read it because, because no. <laughs> I'm going to read it because it's that good. So this is from Chat GPT. It says, Sam V is a renowned hairdresser and educator known the world over for his innovative techniques, educational approach, and style, as well as his innovations in professional tools. Over the years, Via has held various roles, including that of longtime Redken Global Artistic Ambassador. He is the co-founder of Sam Via Professional, a company that offers a range of professional quality tools, education, and inspiration for stylists. He has been recognized with multiple awards for his contributions, including Naha's Lifetime Achievement Award, and continues to inspire hairstylists around the world with his passion, expertise, and dedication to elevating the craft of hairdressing. Sam, I don't know if it got it all right or we had some errors in there, but that came not from me, but from artificial intelligence. That is incredible, my friend. Matter of fact, it nailed it. I mean, pretty much. It did. It's like, okay, yeah, that's, you know. That's me, you know, that whole thing. So, oh my gosh, chat GPT. Unbelievable. Love it, love it, love Unbelievable. It. So it's not for everything, but not bad to introduce somebody as prominent as Sam. And I will say this, to, to, to um, offer a little AI insight, there's a lot that has been written about this man, a lot over the years <laughs> in trade magazines and many, many other places. So ChatGPT has access to all of it and did a good job kind of curating from it. So yay for ChatGPT. That's pretty cool. Let's get, let's get started with the first question I love to ask everybody who's on the podcast. And that is, as someone who's had this long, you know, just really amazing career, I'm sure you had your bumps up and down along the way. Best advice that anybody has given you over the course of your life, your career, that you think might be helpful to our audience listening? Well, when it comes from my dad. And uh, it goes back to when he took me to my first hair show. And uh, I said, I asked him, Gordon, what's a hair show? He said, that's something that you will need to know about and it's education. And that is going to be the most important thing that's going to lead you to being a successful hairdresser. He goes, I want you to remember something. Go to as much education you can and learn as much as you can. And don't think you know everything. I think that was the best advice I got from my dad because what it did was, I mean, I remember the sales consultants walking slum. Well, who wants to go to this show? We know Sam's going to buy a ticket. Does anybody else want a ticket? And the idea was, it just kept me enthused. 
going to all these educational events, you know, shows are fun. You meet people, you see people, you have a good time, you you can have a lot of fun, but then the education is the focus. And I think that was when kept me enthused about being a hairdresser. Well, I know enough about your story to add just a little bit more. I wish we had time for a whole history of Sam Via podcast, but I do have <laughs> to say this because that quote, as powerful as it is, what got left out of that, I think a little bit is that probably came at a point where you weren't sure if you were going to continue doing this. Yeah, that's right. And that right. first show had to do the short version of that story because it also <laughs> proves just kind of another angle about education's power. Well, first, if I can do it for the students that are out there watching and listening to this, if I can do it, you can do it. And it goes back to this one comment that a teacher made to me when I put this client underneath the dryer and the rollers were falling out. She said, Sam, come over here. I need to talk to you. She goes, I need you to go back to that dryer, uh, to that client, raise the dryer hood, apologize to her and put the hood, the rollers back in and put them in nice and tight. As I walked away, the comment she made was, and you might want to think about doing something else. And that comment stood with me. She didn't realize that she actually gave me a huge punch in the arm, Gordon, because I was an athlete. So from that point, you know, and then that weekend, my dad happened to take me to that show that just was said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to prove her wrong. I can do this. When I would say to teachers listening, to understand the power of your words, right? Yes. The power of your words to do, to do good and sometimes not so good. It's tricky. I also know teachers often feel an obligation to just be honest with students. They see something not right. So it, it's a delicate delicate, you know, line to walk. Yeah. And one of the best things though, that teacher was back at what, 10, 15 years later when I was doing a record show, sitting in the front row and came back to apologize and share how proud she was of what I was doing in the industry. That is, that is amazing. And so, and so from that student who didn't, didn't know, you know, where things were going to take you to, to, at that great advice from dad. I mean, you became an educator probably sooner than most. I mean, I, you certainly had that focus early on. I mean, I know you were in the salon, but education became a passion for you. Oh, it did. Every time I went to a show, I came back and I would share it. Little mm -hmm. did I know I was prepping myself to be an educator. You know, it was actually those, I guess you could call those my rehearsal. You know, being a teacher, of learning how to teach. <laughs> I love that. And look, it's often been said that the best way to learn is to teach. And especially when you just saw something and you're wanting to learn it, that sharing, you, you get an extra bit of value back to yourself as well as the value to others. Oh, you bet you do. You pretty much answer the questions you might have had by teaching it. Mm. I think, you know, that's where what's so important. When you go to an educational event, I highly recommend you come back and you share the information. When you share the information, it anchors it more for you. And it, you can even simplify things and you, during the course of it. You'll say, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to try it this way. Oh, I like the way that worked. But the inspiration came for that one educational event. Yeah, so cool. And, and again, with this industry filled with so many educational opportunities. But when I, I look at them all, I, I think education happens in a variety of kind of forms, ways. I mean, I, I think often we confuse inspiration with education, you know, that, and, and they're not quite the same. I mean, you can learn something from everything, but how deep does it go? How, how locked in does it become? I was talking to a, another guest, uh, Patrick Butler from, from Floyd's the other day, and he was talking about kind of this instant gratification era we live in. And he was talking about one minute education. And I said, I, I struggle with that idea. I said, but to kind of prove my point, I'm going to ask the audience. I said, you know, if, you, if, if you're loving that one minute education, how much would you be willing to pay a guest artist to come do a one minute class in your salon? <laughs> I mean, if a minute's education, the minute's education. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I love what you just said. You go back there, that thing you just said, education versus ed inspiration. See, I go to a show, the education is the knowledge I receive. 
the techniques that I learned. The inspiration is the attitude of how I walk out and how anxious I am to get back and try that stuff. That's the inspiration side. Or to go learn it deeper, to go take that hands-on workshop and go, okay, that I'm so inspired, but ooh, it looks complicated. I, I need to go in. I need to go learn it and learn it well so I, I can best take care of my clients. That connects the dots for me to like a bigger idea. Because again, so much education happens often in large rooms with 100 people, with 1,000 people, 5,000 people, you know, and you're, yes, there's education happening. Yes, you have the ability to learn it. So many folks I know, you know, when they go home, they go in to do the work, but often there's a mentor there. There's somebody else maybe who was a part of that or maybe the head of them a little bit who can kind of help them take what they saw, what they did and refine it, get it to the next level. I almost think like the mentor um, or a coach in a, in a different way, perhaps, is kind of like the secret decoder ring of those things we often experience in these larger group settings. Yes. I think, you know, one of the things is I, I, I see this thing out there that happens, Gordon, where people kind of get this whole, you know, coaching versus mentor. You know, mentor, first of all, I just want to, and this is from my perspective now, a mentor, you're asked to be the mentor of someone. You yes, just don't yes. assign yourself. Yes. Someone comes up to you. I just had a, a, this great guy at BTC. He came up. We sat down for an hour sitting in the back of the room on the floor talking. He said, I just need to talk to you. He said, will you mentor me? Now, that's when you're when you're chosen to be a mentor. And a mentor, as a mentor, it's more it's usually someone who provides guidance. You provide some wisdom and and the idea of advice. That to me is a mentor. You know, a mentor is not someone where you're actually going in and teach them hair sometimes. But a coach is the idea where you're focusing on the skill development. You know, that's where a coach comes in. You know, you're teaching them A, B, C, and D and how each of them work. Understanding the why so that the how makes it much easier. You know, you provide guidance and specific goals, but it's more about feedback and you support to facilitate that skill set that's a coach you know that's I a love coach that. I and love there's that. Sim- there's ways to go about that but i think the overall growth is a mentor it's about career it's about personal development and life goals whereas a coach is more based upon skill sets i love that and i'm going to add another term in this because i think we have confusion and, and it's like doing hair you know Understanding your terms is important, right? These words, these words matter. And so another one is role model. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna look at you, Sam, and, and, and say that you're you you are all of those things to different people at different times. You know, I think to most people who sit in an audience who watch you who never get that opportunity to engage directly with you. Because there's a thousand people sitting there when it's over, they all want to touch you, but there ain't enough time. And so and so you are a role model, I would argue, tens of thousands, if not more hairdressers all over the, all over the world, you know, um, that have seen you that are like, oh, I want to be like Sam, you know, the way he thinks about hair, the way he thinks about his career. He's a role model for me. I want to be like Sam. Then there's that young man who came and talked to you and had a more personal connection where potentially, whether it was in the moment or beyond the moment, you could potentially become a mentor. And I'm sure you have people on your team that you mentor, you know, and I'm sure there's other moments where you go into coach mode for some of those same people. It's just a whole different thing. So they're all different. They're all important. And I would say to anybody, do an inventory. Do you have at least one of each? Because we all need at least one of each. Oh, so true. I mean, when you think about it, I, I was really touched when this, this person asked me. I mean, I could, the way he explained, I could see myself in him when I was young. 
the enthusiasm he had, I was like, just, I go, wow, this, he sounds like me when I was his age. And that was the, the, like, the answer to me was yes, was right away, but it was based upon him. Now, the first things that I talked to him about was, okay, you choose, I'm going to, I kind of refer back a lot to sports. I said, okay, you're going to choose to play this game because he wants to be an educator. He said, I want to replace you. That's what he said. Ooh, he goes, I, oh, I, I said, great. <laughs> I said, I love it. Yeah. I said, so so you want to play in this game? He goes, yes, I want to play in that game that you're playing in. I said, number one, it's discipline. Number two, it's commitment. And number three, it's consistency. Now, when you think about that, it's that's walking the talk. Are you disciplined enough? You know, you're standing in front of people and you're talking about this stuff. You better walk the talk and you better be speaking in, into them that's going to help them grow. The commitment, it's not get, learning something and then that becomes a stick. The commitment is growth as an educator. And then the other thing is consistency. And the consistency is like, uh, what was it? I, I remember Katie, my social person, I had ABS show last year. I was so bombarded. My schedule, Katie's like, I can't believe your schedule on Sunday. She goes, you're running here. You go to this class, you go to this class. And then the last thing you're doing a hands-on, then an hour later, you got to be at Beauty Changes Lives and you're going to be the 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 master, whatever it is. Whatever. You were the master of ceremonies and you never stopped moving <laughs> for an hour. The, the, you raised a ton of money. You're the best MC I've ever seen. <laughs> the co-host. And then uh, at the hands-on, we got to the hands. I got to my team's hands-on. It's our brand hands-on. And I was like, guys, what's going on here? You don't have this setup right. This isn't right. This isn't right. These people are here. It just kind of got me in a mode. I said, okay, calm down, take a deep breath. We got to get through this. And then I said, okay, guys, we started a little bit late here. Now I got to leave. So you're going to have to take over this hands-on. And these people are here for a reason. So I need you to step to the plate. Then I ran to Beauty Changes Lives. I get to Beauty Changes Lives. They change the script. They hand me this new script. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Katie looks at me. She goes, I just can't believe. She goes, I go, I'm going to go behind the curtain, grab me a drink. I'm going to be right here. She goes, what are you going to do? I'm going to write this down. She goes, yeah, but they just gave it to you. No, I'm going to write it. That's reading it and writing it. I'm going to anchor it. Yep. I'm going to anchor it. Yep. And she's like, oh my God, you're not going to read it. You're going to write this whole thing down. I said, yes, I'm going to write this whole thing down. And she's like, oh my God. Then I get up there and I do this and she's like, I can't believe you. She goes, you are the ever ready bunny of the industry. <laughs> You walked in here, you had just walked out of stress, you came in here, and you did what you needed to do. I said, that's commitment. I owe it to these people, Katie. I committed to this. I need to show up the right way. It's the game that I choose to play. So it's about how asking yourself as you grow, the learning continues. That was a learning lesson for me. So it's about staying relevant. So it keeps you in the game, showing up the right way when you show up. It's like I've said it before, whatever's going on in that salon, you put your hands on that salon door, you leave it outside the door. You don't take it in because you're entering your world of people that are coming to see you for a reason. So there's so many things that it, that it involves. It involves the whole idea of embracing change in the industry. I mean, we're all going through that now. So that's part of you know that, that short piece of advice. You know, I think it's really important that people understand what game do you want to play? And who do you want to be? You said something that just sparked my brain because I think it's one of the most important things to know about yourself in, in, in any career. I think in particular, our career, because again, there's so much education out there. You understand profoundly that writing is a way that you learn. 
you learn by writing. I learned by writing. I totally get it. You know, when I was in college, as long as I took the notes, I could ace the test. I never even read the notes. I would take the notes. They were in my head. And then I could take the test and, and win. Now, that doesn't mean I learned it. It was for me, it was a device. It was a temporary way for it to get in my head. I knew and there was other devices for me to actually learn it. I had to go to uh, go to a deeper place. But my starting place was writing. And I think for anybody who's listening, you need to kind of know how you learn best so you can decide where you're going to go get education, because certain people will meet your needs as a learner. Doesn't mean they're not great at what they do. But if they don't, don't teach in a certain way, you may not get as much benefit as you need. Or if you don't act in a certain way for yourself, you won't get it. Right. Well, I got need, it goes back to understanding who's in front of you. As a teacher, I have to understand who's in front of me, the culture that's in front of me, the, the, or, or the individual, if I'm doing one-on-one, who's in front of me? Because every personality is different. I'll never forget a great mentor of mine, Christine Schuster. She said, Sam, you're such a great coach now. She goes, but I want to give you some coaching. I said, great, you know, you, you made me who I am, you know, she, I, she said, now you need to know how to coach the personality. She goes, coaching is not robotic. It's not a robotic style. She goes, you need to know who's in front of you and coach the personality. And that was really interesting in terms of that. So that's what I mean by the learning continues all the way through this whole, to, whole career. I mean, networking and collaborating, embracing technology. You know, things change in terms of what we're doing. You know, I think the soft skills, and that's communication skills. My mm-hmm. Soft skills are probably, to me, Gordon, the most important. skill sets of your hands and what they do. Absolutely. And, you know, I, a proof point for me, having been around for a few years, I think you can relate to this, and I won't ask you for specific examples, but I think people like you and I, we know brilliant hairdressers, like, can get on a stage and kill it. Ooh, people just... And some of these hairdressers don't have the soft skills to make it in the salon. That's they, correct. They just, they just don't have it. They're, they figured out where their place was, and it was a great place. And they inspire people, and they love what they do. But a lot of people don't realize that person couldn't do the thing that you do, which is be in the salon. That's true. I mean, you look, if, can you imagine if you can put the skill sets of this together with this? That's a powerful teacher, a powerful hairdresser behind the chair. But they work hand in hand. One can't, one can't uh, succeed. Well, let me say this one. You can succeed. Yes. Mm -hmm. But imagine what you can really succeed when they both really match together. Exactly. And that's where, you know, client retention goes through the roof. because People want to come back and see you. You know, I know too many hairdressers, especially early in their career that they're kind of living off the revolving door of clients and, but you can only do that for so long, you know, and it catches up with you and you get tired, you know? And so there's smarter, smarter ways to do things, you know, get that when that client's in your chair, remember the lifetime of value of that client uh, is tremendous. And the effort to get them back is a lot easier than the effort to find some new face that you've not even seen yet. Right. And you know what I think in today's world, what gets them back, Gordon, is the experience. Oh, yes. The experience. And please hear me right my, for the, my, the community that's out there listening to this. The experience now has become more valuable than the skill set. Absolutely. Salon owners, don't get me wrong here, but it's the experience now that I believe that consumers are looking for. The experience. And part of that experience is communication skills. Yep. You know, and where's what do you mean by that, Sam? Be the educator at the chair now, not a conversationalist. Thank Teach you. Teach these clients that is so, so today valuable. More valuable than the scented candles. 
more valuable than, I mean, you know, all these things are good, right? There's all kinds of ways to create experience and those with scented candles, keep it going, you know, but, but as a consumer myself, and I've long said this, so many of my consumer friends say the same thing, who love their hairdressers, who love the experience. It's almost always about the hairdresser and how they engage with them, how they make them feel. Mm-hmm. But most of us, when we kind of dig into it as consumers, we do not understand what you're putting on our heads. And we're not really as capable as you are and your fellow professionals are at evaluating it. And so you can really feel great about something and go, I killed it. Like, look what I did. And I can go home and go, yeah, that's nice. I like that. But I like him even more. I, mm-hmm. I want to go back to how he made me feel. You know, you, you just, it doesn't well, get any better than that. That's part of it. But then I'm going to go back, turn that right back at you on the education side. The experience on the education side. You know, I mean, Ooh. that is valuable. And that huge. goes back to that huge, that thing that I've been talking for for years now about d- videotaping, doing a videotape of you actually teaching the client okay. how to do their hair so they could take that home. Tell, tell, tell us that story, Sam. I've heard it before, but it's, it's so good. You got to share it. Well, we're talking about experience. We're talking about the communication skills and how you make people feel. And like you said, you just said, I, oh, I love my haircut, but I really love my hairdresser and how they make me feel. That's great. But now let's add a caveat to that. That caveat is the education side that I feel so valuable today at the chair. That creates an experience. Just like you said, there's scented candles and all this other stuff and nice little massage. But you know what? I really want to give education. So how do you do that? Put a little uh, uh, tripod, a little small tripod on your station. And can you imagine with a card that says, for a free tutorial, place your phone here. The client's going to go, well, so Sam, what do I need to do? Oh, Luis, it's the first time I'm cutting your hair. It's important to me. You know how to do it when you get home. Mm -hmm. When it comes time to blow dry your hair, we're going to place your phone here. We're going to videotape me actually coaching you how to blow dry it. going to show you the product. I'm going to apply it to one side. You're going to apply it to the opposite side. I'm going to coach you that process. I'm going to blow dry your hair with these tools, a round brush, a paddle brush. I'm going to hand the blow dryer and paddle to you. This is all being videotaped. This is all being communicated on the video. Imagine you hand that video back to the client. They are now going home with their own, own tutorial and salon owners. Guess what? It sells the product. Takes a lot of pressure off of the hairdresser in terms of communicating retail. It complements the sale of a retail. It took me 25 years to figure out how much pomade to put in my hair for this little bit of hair that I have because no one took the time to teach me. And like so many of us who are consumers, I'm kind of embarrassed to say to somebody that I can't figure out how much pomade to put in my hair, you know, and you don't ask and nobody offers. Right. And then guess what? Let me give an example of that. I'm now losing my hair. So I can't wear my hair spiky with gel anymore because it makes it more transparent. Mm -hmm. So what I need to do is use something more that's going to lay it down so I camouflage. Does that make sense? Yeah. That little comment right there, that's an educational piece. It took me a moment to share that. That really makes the, the person, sit, that guy that's sitting there in my chair say, you know what? That's why I come to you. That's why I keep coming back to you. And I can't tell you how many women I know over you know decades who've had conversations about, I love what I got, but I don't know how to use my blow dryer. So I'm over it. I love what I got, but I don't know how to use the iron. I love what I got, but I burn myself. I love what I got, but I do too much of this and not enough of that. And I just don't know what to do. And again, some of them, they just shrug their shoulders and move on. Some of them shrug their shoulders and move to a different salon, hoping to find the answers to those questions. Too often, still don't get them. It's a giant hole in the industry. And and what you're suggesting with the video is absolutely genius, Sam. I I, I mean, everybody listening, try it. Just try it. 
It's, some salons have been doing it, and they're like, God, Sam, it's really helping our retail number. And it's taking a lot of pressure off of the team talking about retail because now they're naturally talking about it because they're, they know they're videotaping this. There's a reason. There's a why behind it. The why? Understand the why. The how is so much easier. I want to talk for a minute about it. It may not be the right word. I'll, I'll ask you to react to it. You may make it a better one for me. Um, and I'm thinking about it as it relates to, to people who teach first and foremost. But the more we talk, I'm like, it really applies to the salon. And I think it applies to so many parts of our lives. And again, perhaps the wrong word once you move beyond education. But that's performer. I know people like you, you get on stage in front of big crowds and you, you kind of know what you have to leave off the stage. Like you got to get up there no matter what's happened at home, what's happened in your life. You know, you got to get on there and, and be the Sam Via everybody expects to show up, you know, and it's, it is over the top and, you know, there's drama in the presentation, depending on what you're teaching. And I think, then I think of the salon and it's the same thing. It's like, you know, as a client, most of us, we don't think of it as a performance, but, but we want you to show up happy and maybe you're not happy all the time. And I think when you're happy with your clients, the chance of things going well are, are better, not suggesting you need to be happy all the time, but, but you get where I'm going with that? Yes. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's, it, I, I have to understand where, what goes back to that phrase that I made earlier, who's in front of me. So am I doing a main stage? Am I doing a classroom? Am I doing in salon? I show up the right way, the right person for those types of things. Once again, who's in front of you? In main stage, I turn up the volume. And it becomes a piece of showmanship. But now lately, what I've been trying to do is add a message in there that's motivational. That's been really important to me. You know, there's these things of spinning the chair and doing all that fancy stuff. That's great. But there's a time and place for that. In a classroom, it's much more important that I, you know, I'm getting into the, the, the meat of the education and then giving them some visuals. That's why I love working with flip charts. They're much more interactive. For those who move beyond the word, but that's showing up a certain way when you got weight on your shoulders. Are there any tricks that you have having done your version of this so many different ways to, to kind of, I don't know if it's to put stuff aside for a bit or is it, you know what I mean? I mean, we, 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 we bring stuff every day to everything we do. And, and sometimes those things you know, make it a little harder. But if we could just find a way to compartmentalize a little bit, not, not make it disappear completely from our lives, but compartmentalize so we can get our job done. Does that make any sense? Yes. I mean, you know, it goes back to those three words that I gave you earlier. It's that discipline, commitment, and consistency. So, you know, I can't take every show for granted. I can't take every class for granted. I do my homework. I do my homework. You know, I show up with these names of these haircuts. People go, did you make up those names? No, this is research. I'm your messenger. I go out, I find it, I research so it all goes back to preparation, no matter what I'm doing. People go, oh, who was, oh gosh, I, a BTC show. I'm sitting mm -hmm. in a class and I'm watching the uh, Arc Scissors team, Chris Jones. Yes. I love those guys. Yep. Uh, yep. All, all of those guys. And I'm watching them. And this, I forgot, I, I don't need to mention it, but this person comes up, sits by me, he goes, what are you doing here? I go, I'm watching. He goes, what do you need to watch this for? You know everything. You don't need to be here. You're probably exhausted. And here you are. I go, I'm learning. And I'm supporting these guys by being here. He goes, you amaze me. I go, look, there's always something to learn. Always something to learn. Learning, it's called, in this industry, Gordon, it's called lifelong learning. Yes. It, the, it's a career. You're always going to be learning something. So don't, never develop the attitude that you don't learn something. Even Maddie Conrad goes, man, you're sitting in my class, dude. What are you doing? 
I go, Maddie, I'm supporting you and I'm learning from you. I don't know much. You know, remember, my dad was a barber. I didn't like it. Now I'm learning. <laughs> when you talk about, you know, committing to things, you know, the, the, the importance that, you know, the power of commitment, you know, we've, our cross, our paths have been crossing for a very long time. And you are, you mentioned the Energizer Bunny. You, you are the beauty industry's Energizer Bunny because I see your schedule. You know, I do my homework before I go to a show and I see who's to teaching what, where, and you know, you're, you've always got the biggest load. It feels like with just about <laughs> anybody. And yet there's not a show that I go to that I don't run into you somewhere out amongst the people. Some artists skip the floor. They don't even want yes. to be in those crowds. You're out That's there. Right. You know, you, you don't run away, you know, when things are over, you're where there, you're with people, but you're also just roaming around learning, going in the classrooms and making time to talk to people like me and so many others. And that's commitment. I mean, that, that's what that's about. That is commitment to, to be engaged for a whole lot of reasons. And it, it just makes you so special. Well, you know, when I speak about commitment, it's about the commitment of continuing to make myself a better education educator. It's the commitment of me networking and collaborating. And these shows, when I have that moment, I go out, I support, I get out there. Um, you know what? I won't. I'll, I, I guarantee you, my friends, I won't hide from you. I will not hide from you. I'm not going to go the back door, the back route. I'm going to go out the front door and out the front right. You know why? Because I owe you want to talk to me, you come up, I owe it to you. You want to take a picture, I owe it to you. So that's the commitment that I made, Gordon, and all of that goes along with it. You know, like I've always said, I'm not a rock star. I'm not a genius. I'm not an inventor and a visionary. I'm proud to say I'm a hairdresser who chose to be a teacher. And along with that comes the commitment and me being consistent as a teacher and then the discipline to continue to remain at the top of my game as a teacher. You are a rock star hairdresser who became a rock star teacher who became a rock star main st stage artist, <laughs> who became a rock star human being for the well, industry. <laughs> I appreciate that. What goes in my mind at these events, and I'll never forget, it comes from the beautiful Ann Mency. When I started doing these symposiums, she said, Sam, God, you, you're just showing up. She goes, now I'm just going to help you here. She goes, I want you to stay consistent and show up mentally, physically, and spiritually in shape for any show that you do. And those words stick with me. They stick with me. I have to show up mentally in shape, no matter what's going on in my life. I have to show up physically like that one day running around. Katie couldn't believe it. But see, like I told Katie, hey, Katie, when it, the day is night and I'm done, I'm in bed, it's over. I'll start again tomorrow. You know, I'll get my rest and the rest that I need. But I also show up spiritually in shape. And that's communicating properly to the people that are in front of you with respect. And everything you said pretty much in this entire talk, no matter what you do in this industry, you can take this in and, and apply this learning, whether it's, you know, behind the chair every single day, that's where you are in your life right now. That's hopefully where you want to be or where you aspire to be. All this matters, every bit of it, everything you talked about. I don't think there's probably the most amazing thing about this industry to me as someone who's in it for a long time is how physically demanding it is and how, how you all step up and do it every day. But the best of the best take care of their bodies. They, they're concerned about what they're putting in there. They hydrate. They do all that stuff that just makes sense. So they can show up tomorrow as That's their correct. best self. Right. It's, it's, it's important. All right. Last question for you, Sam, because we could keep going. But I have to ask, this has been a, a kind of a masterclass of advice, but I've got one more question on advice to ask you. And, and that is for the audience, those who want to have long, su successful, sustainable, and importantly, satisfying careers, best piece of advice. Well, in the old days, for me, it was always about skill sets, about, you know, staying on top and those kinds of things. But I, the world has changed. And for me, my answer would be communication skills. 
The communication skills are so valuable in today's world. You know, as I said earlier, we're no longer a conversation. Conversationists were educators at the chair. And I think the one that does that is going to win the game. But also, I really believe that, as I said before, communication skills, communication builds your wealth. It really builds your wealth. The money will come, but it's going to be based upon your communication skills. So I really believe that that's something that now that I really talk to a lot of the hairdressers about in terms of, you know, that's why I'm into this whole phrase, who's in front of you, who's in your chair, and have the communication skills to understand who that person is, the personality that, and then you will understand how to communicate accordingly. I have to say that your progression is my obsession and it will continue to be my obsession. That is crazy powerful, Sam. That is that that is, and that, and that's who you are. So, um, love it. And uh, a few in the industry can turn a phrase like you. So, I, I love that. So, <laughs> I love that so much. So, I have to say a very big thank you to our guest today, and I also have to say thank you to Artificial Intelligence for getting the title right. Um, Redken Global <laughs> Artistic Ambassador. I, I left that out in my original notes. That's um, <laughs> genius in, in every level in this industry. Uh, truly, truly an icon. Um, Sam, tell our audience how they can follow you online, on social, all the different places they should go. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks for asking that. At Sam Via Hair, that's IG. Please do that. What I really want to encourage you to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel. Sam, yeah, Sam Via Professor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's got all the, everything that I do, technically, it's on there. It goes right there. And then obviously, face Sam, uh, Sam Via Professional on Facebook. But more importantly, do me a favor. When you come to a show and you see me out and about, come up and say hi. Let's elbows, handshake, hugs, heart to heart, but let's hug it out. Let's talk. Let's find out. You know, sometimes um, I'll never forget just one minute talking with someone can change your life. Give me that opportunity. More, more good advice. All right. A huge thanks to Sam. So to the audience, be sure to follow BeautyCast over on all the social channels. We're BeautyCast Network over on Instagram, BeautyCastNetwork.com and BeautyCast over on Facebook. I, I encourage you, if you like what you heard today, to leave a rating or review. It helps others to find the podcast. Uh, hit the subscribe button and best yet is to share it with others, pay it forward, pass it on to a colleague. This has been the Mastering Beauty podcast from BeautyCast Network. Be sure to tune in every Sunday for new episodes. And um, I'm Gordon Miller. Thanks again to our guest, Sam Via. And <laughs> I can't, I want to keep talking to him. I may have to stay on after I hit the, hit the stop button, um, but I'm Gordon Miller and I cannot wait to share more with you again next time. Thank you.